Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Apples. I've been talking about Leon Tailoring for nearly 20 years now. That's right, 20 years I've been talking about the good folks at Leon Tailoring. Whether it's Larry, Norm, Kim, Judy, whether it's their ready-made items, whether it's their custom-made items, or whether it's their tailor-made items, you can trust Leon Tailoring. Leon Tailoring, they've been great folks. They've been around for more than 100 years and some change. I've only been talking about them for 20, but trust me, head over to Leon Tailoring and they'll take care of you, just like they've taken care of me for the past two decades. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown town indianapolis welcome back to indiana issues i'm your host abdul kim shabazz the editor and publisher of indian politics Ador. so you're interested in actually reading and touching an actual copy of the declaration of independence or the Gettysburg address well you can find it in indianapolis with the remnant trust we spoke to chris talley and kurt smith who oversee the trust well believe it or not if you ever want to see a copy of the original copy of the declaration of independence or the magna carta well there's a, actually a place here in indianapolis where you can see all that and joining us in studio and on the phone are the folks from the Remnant Trust. They're an organization that preserves a lot of these historical documents. Uh, Mr. Chris Talley and Mr. Kurt Smith. So, Chris, Kurt, gentlemen, thank you both very much for being with us. Always good to have you here. Abdul, so Thanks for having us. As well. Yeah, you bet. All right. Uh, so, Chris, uh, help our audience out here. What exactly is the Remnant Trust? So, the Remnant Trust is an um, Indiana non for profit organization with a 501c3 tax status as a public charity that has a, a curated collection of antiquarian works, manuscripts, first editions, early editions of works going back as far as uh, 2500 BC and starting really starting in the period of the of the ancients and then working its way through uh, the oh, 18th, 19th century. And the, the uh, collection has been curated for the ideas of individual liberty and human dignity, how they've developed, how they've been discussed, what sorts of government have been organized to protect those, to protect the dignity of the individual through the years? So that's a brief summary, Abdul. Uh, Kurt, what kind of documents uh, could you find at the Remnant Trust? A wide array. We have uh, 1,700 or so uh, th uh, items in our collection, mostly books. We have a Bible from 1240 that's in Latin. We have a 1350 copy of the Magna Carta, so just 135 years after it was first signed. As you said, early editions of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and many more works, uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, other authors uh, that are uh, just seminal thinkers whose work has had an impact on how Americans think about freedom and how Americans have sought to preserve preserve that freedom. And just so folks know, a lot of these documents you can find on display actually right across the circle here at the Columbia Club, if my memory serves me correctly. That That's right. We have a display on the second floor of the Columbia Club, and people are welcome to, to stop in. They'll need one of us to help them. So if they want to make an appointment or get a reservation, just uh, email us at info at remnanttrust.org. The main collection is housed at the Indiana Historical Society. And again, with some advance notice, we can work with groups and, and show the works. Uh, scholars are welcome to come, and the librarians there will help help retrieve works. And the entire catalog is also uh, on our website, remnanttrust.org. And I have to say, Chris, the one thing that I thought was really cool was seeing an original copy of the Declaration of Independence, particularly since how this week was also 1776 and America's 247th birthday. Yeah, indeed. That's one of our feature items, along with, uh, as Kurt mentioned, the uh, manuscript Magna Carta, uh, who, which started this thing called uh, this March to Freedom that was culminated with uh, the bravery and the uh, and the will of a group of uh, colonists in the late 18th century when they declared independence and 
they were inspired by the ideas of the of the Magna Carta and uh, as those ideas that flowed through the centuries. And it wasn't indeed an appropriate time to bring it out, take a look at it, and uh, reflect on it. Well, here, there's a novel concept. The king is not above the law. Imagine that. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, Magna Carta was the first time the king, the executive branch, had any check at all. Now, it was a halting start. They fought a war immediately and had to come back and reaffirm their beliefs in it uh, later. But that really does start the march to freedom, as Chris said. Uh, how did you guys get these documents? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Okay, thanks, Abdul. Yes, th- those have been uh, curated. They are the... Um, uh, they started about 30 years ago with the idea in mind to, to bring together a works that, as I said earlier, dealt with uh, the ideas of individual liberty and human dignity. And over the course of uh, that 30 to 35-year period of time, they've been collected. Uh, the source of uh, funding has been private philanthropy over the years for the most part. And they've been sourced uh, through rare book dealers and People that know that market uh, from Paris to New York, from Chicago to London, and ev- every place in between. And they've been found one by one um, over those years and uh, with following the general theme of what the trust is all about. Our guests on the program today are Mr. Chris Talley and Mr. Kurt Smith. They're both with the Remnant Trust, a not-for-profit organization that has a lot of uh, archival historical documents, original documents. Uh, you can find either uh, at the Indian Historical Preservation Agency or uh, over at the Columbia Club. Now, Kurt, I got to ask you: Was there uh, obviously you've got you know lots of documents, you know, dating back twenty five hundred? What, what what would you guys say was the most odd place that a document was found? Like say, like in somebody's garage in their basement? Like, oh my, here's a copy of the Declaration of Independence, right, you know, right here. I'll give this to the Remnant Trust. Well, I'm newer to the trust, so um, two years. So um, there there are probably some stories I'm not familiar with. The piece in the collection that I find the most interesting is uh, a work called the Book of Enoch, and it came out of Ethiopia. There's been some academic research, an article published a couple years ago, um, and they traced this particular text to 1931 coming out of uh, Ethiopia. It's one of three known 1450 copies of the Book of Enoch in Giz, which is a, a dialect or language uh, prevalent in, in Ethiopia, and, and ours is reportedly the best. I've not seen the other two. Um, and I'm just fascinated that uh, this work has been preserved all these hundreds of years. We don't always know the story. The, the archivists call it the provenance, the, the proving. We don't always know who it was handed to or who put it in a saddlebag so it wasn't stolen or who had to take it out of a monastery when the, you know, the marauders were coming. But I just look at that work and I think about all the history and all the hands this book has been in, and, and I think that's my favorite story. Uh, Chris, any odd place where, where like I said, you know, the Gettysburg Address was found somewhere? Like, in, like, hey, this is my grandfather's old coat jacket. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not quite that mysterious, but one story that I know that uh, is interesting to me and somewhat intriguing is that a group of works came from uh, some nuns that uh, actually were headquartered in the basement of the Vatican in Rome, and they— uh, they needed to raise some money, and uh, they they took a few of their selected works that they had been curators of for many many years, if not centuries. And uh, a rare book dealer found that source, and it was interesting to know that those nuns would be willing to share these for a, an organization like the Remnant Trust. Uh, when you when we talk about the, these important documents and their, their historical foundation, 
uh, if I were to go to the, to the Historical Preservation Agency or to the Columbia Club, could I actually could I just look at the, say, the Declaration of Independence under glass or could I actually touch a copy of it? That's what's unique about the Remnant Trust, Abdul, is the fact that uh, you can see these documents most anywhere, universities, the National Library of Congress, and other places. But what the Remnant Trust does and makes it a unique organization is actually lets you handle, uh, feel, touch, even people like to smell an old book and get a sense of, uh, of its uh, history and uh, engage with the book. And the whole purpose of all of this is to is the notion that great ideas belong to everyone, and we hope people will become engaged with these books and be inspired to pursue the uh, ideas that they contain on liberty and dignity. Our guests on the program today are Mr. Chris Talley and Mr. Kurt Smith. They are with the Remnant Trust. The Remnant Trust is a not-for-profit organization uh, that has a lot of historical documents, uh, whether it is the Magna Carta or the, or the Declaration of Independence or, or lots of uh, historical documents. And they're at the Indiana Historical Preservation Agency and also over uh, at the Columbia Club. Uh, Kurt, uh, in addition to uh, preserving these historical documents and making them available to the public, uh, the Remnant Trust also does sort of these sort of lecture series on these uh, particular documents as well, and also uh, what liberty and freedom means in the grand scheme of things. Things. We do, and it's a big part of our work. Uh, we want to not only give people the experience Chris described of holding and touching and smelling, but we want to engage people with the ideas and remind them that the authors and the uh, uh, philosophers and thinkers over the years have kind of had a, a conversation, not kind of, they've had a conversation about freedom, about the best form of government. And so we bring these uh, salons together periodically. Uh, we hope to do them more frequently, but we've done uh, three that have been very, very well received and just have a conversation. Uh, the one recently was on geopolitics, kind of where politics and the economy merge on an international scale. We referred to several of our authors, and including uh, a guy named Thucydides, who wrote about the Peloponnesian Wars as a general for uh, Sparta. And he uh, has some important things to say about what happens when one power is rising and one power is declining in his day, Athens and Sparta, that uh, our, our salon participants uh, enjoyed hearing and thinking about and bringing into the modern context of the America-China relationship. So we do those periodically. It's been very good. We had the collection in Texas at Texas Tech University for eight years, and the board wanted to bring it back to Indiana and try to get the works in more hands. We still want to serve the academic community, and Texas Tech was a great partner. But uh, having them here has allowed us to have more uh, public events. We're going to be at a public library for Constitution Day in September, and uh, we're, we're excited the public is receiving these events well. And that's what I'm going to ask you, Chris. Uh, how is the public taking uh, sort of these documents to actually see as opposed to just read about in a, in a magazine or in a library? Well, to expand a little bit on what Kurt was describing as the recent salon events that we've had, having just completed one last week, that would have been last Wednesday, June 28th. Our first was May the 9th uh, as we experimented with it. So we actually pr present the the old the antiquarian work and uh, copies from it for people to read. So they are reading from the original document. And uh, the reason for doing that is to inspire a discussion or be the, be the basis of a discussion of these ideas. And, Abdul, it's been extremely well received. Uh, we've had... Quite a number at each at each salon. We have another one coming up on August the 8th on the history of money. And uh, what's really interesting is that, in answer to your question directly, people are engaged. They've read the material, 
and they are actively involved in the conversation. So we want to provide a, a platform for open dialogue, for dialogue that can be shared openly without uh, consequence for expressing ideas. Not everybody agrees, which is makes which makes the dialogue even that much more rich. And I was going to ask you, uh, Kurt. Uh, and I'm assuming these are either these are sometimes spirited, but but very civil discussions. Indeed, and uh, it reflects well on the presenters who kind of help bring out uh, these comments and, and questions, but also the importance people place on these ideas and the opportunity to participate in a civil conversation. We go out of our way to have diverse audiences. We're not trying to have groupthink. We don't steer where things go. We just want to expose people to these authors and, and the great ideas. And as Chris said earlier, we just believe that great ideas belong to everyone. And so we're happy to share them, and people have taken that as an opportunity um, maybe even a responsibility, and we've had very civil and very productive and fruitful conversations. Uh, Chris, what would you say is the oldest work uh, in the Remnants Trust uh, Library Collection, and what is the, the, the quote-unquote, the newest work? Well, the oldest work would be that to which uh, Kurt made reference, that being the Book of Enoch, dating back to some 2,500 to 3,000 years before Christ. Um, also, the, the the newest work we have we actually have works that go into the 20th century, which we don't have up on our, in our catalog just yet. So, the uh, Frederick Douglass, the uh, Declaration, or excuse me, the uh, Gettysburg Address, works from Lincoln, works from the late uh, 19th century would be some of our uh, more recent works, and probably the the uh, newest work in the collection is uh, the collected works or most of the works of Lord Acton. It's funny you bring up uh, the Gettysburg Address because I was uh, uh, just. One thing on YouTube, just listen to Bob Newhart do a thing on uh, the advertising man, and he was talking to Abraham Lincoln writing a Gettysburg address on the on the back of a cocktail napkin as opposed to the back of an envelope. So I got to ask you, what, is, what does a Gettysburg address look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, our Gettysburg address is in two forms. One is the pamphlet form that has the uh, the full uh, um, summary of the full day when the Gettysburg address was was presented. But then it'll also have the the first printing of the Gettysburg Address in the New York Times, so it it has the characteristics that all everyone talks about. It's well written, it's succinct, short, and to the point. It's like only what, like only like what two hundred fifty words, like basically a tight page long, of, if my memory serves me correctly. That is correct. All right. See, I pay, see, I pay attention at the last event you guys were at. There you see, go. It's been been great having you participate with us, Abdul and. We've had a lot of journalists and judges take part, uh, other community leaders. It, it's been a, a very good and uh, fun development for our uh, capital city. Uh, Kurt Smith, Chris Talley with the Remnant Trust, a not-for-profit organization that has a lot of historical documents uh, concerning liberty, freedom, uh, dating back uh, 2500 B.C., believe it or not. Uh, and it's over at the Indian Historical Preservation Agency as well as uh, the Columbia Club. Uh, gentlemen, we've got a, a couple minutes left here. Uh, so I want to ask you both. Uh, Kurt, I'll start with you, then Chris will go to you. What is your, your favorite work uh, in the Remnant Trust Collection, or what is the one that gets the most attention? For me, I think um, it's the Magna Carta. It's all hand-done. It's uh, It has three parts, with the last part being the, the Magna Carta. So there's a um, statutes of the land and, and the writs of the realm. They're, those are It's almost like a handbook for lawyers. It, it's beautifully done by hand manuscript. This is before Gutenberg. 
And the importance of the Magna Carta, I don't think, can be overstated in terms of Western thinking, the canon of our literature, the first check on the executive. Um, it, it just, you know, bad King John was so bad, there's there's not been a King John in England since 1215. He, he ruined the name. He was so bad. And they, they forced this on him. And I think it's um, it's beautiful. It's has the the age factor, the wow factor, um, but it's also a work that was very intentionally put together by someone who wanted to be a good practitioner of, of English law in the 1300s, 1400s, and it's been beautifully preserved and handed down. There are a few water stains here and there and a little bit of damage, but it's remarkably well-preserved for something that's 675 years old, and, and it's it's got to be my favorite. If It's certainly one, if not the favorite. Uh, Chris, what is yours? Well, I would agree with Kurt about the Magna Carta. It's one of our premier uh, documents, and, uh, it's, and it has been well-preserved. And if you can read Old Latin, you can actually, uh, <laughs> you can actually understand what you're, what you're looking at. But the, the, only, the only Latin I know is on my pill medication. That's, that's about. <laughs> so I'll take a different tact, and I will I will uh, go the route of economics, or the, the route of a moral philosopher who also wrote about economics. That being Adam Smith. We have a first edition theory of moral sentiments from 1759, and then we have a few other editions culminating with his sixth edition theory of moral sentiments, which is the last edition that he was involved in editing and had uh, input on the uh, final product. So we're very proud of those, but then that also that work then led to his what he's most famously known for and that is the theory of more or excuse me, the uh, wealth of nations. And um, those two documents are uh, very popular. Uh, we just had them at an event up at Acton University a week or two ago and uh, they were presented as a part of the instruction to a large classroom and the classroom was literally in awe and expressed that awe when they learned the teacher was teaching from a volume that perhaps Adam Smith himself might have held or one of his students or certainly one of his supporters. Wow. Well, this is all, folks. Uh, our guests on the program today have been uh, our good friends, Kurt Smith, and our good friend, uh, Chris Talley. Uh, they are both uh, part of the Wealth of, not part of Wealth of Nations. Wealth of Nations is one of the books you can see uh, with the Remnant Trust uh, over the Columbia Club and the Indiana Historical Preservation Society. Uh, Kurt, real quickly here, if somebody wants to get some more information about the Remnant Trust, where can they go? How can they find out about it? They can drop in the club and, and ask for us. We're up on the sixth floor. They can also uh, email us, info at remnanttrust.org. Uh, remnant has a T and trust has a T, so two T's in the middle. Info at remnanttrust.org, and one of us will, will respond and help them see a work or uh, learn more or get an invitation to one of our salons. All right. Well, Chris Talley, Kurt Smith, the Remnant Trust. Gentlemen, thank you both very, very much for being with us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Abdul. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.